Uh, right, hello uh, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Adrian Boothy here. It's the 21st of September uh, 2020 and it's the Trend Signal Trading Podcast. And uh, as the name suggests uh, of today's session, it's uh, a little bit weak on the stock market at the moment and we're going to be talking about that today and other movement that's taken place over the last few days. So uh, joined as ever with Jerry Miller, our Chief Analyst and CEO. Hi Jerry, how are you? Yeah. Hello, morning everyone. Uh, so uh, let's, um, you know, the purpose of this is to do a, a sort of review over last week, but actually a uh, massive chunk of movements um, already happened this week. Do you want to give us a quick, quick rundown, Jerry? Uh, yeah, we, equity is definitely weaker. I mean, you only have to look at, you know, the DAX, the S&P, FTSE really weak. And you might wonder, sort of, is this a carryover from Friday, Thursday, Wednesday? Uh, there was a, quite a bit of disappointment over the Federal Reserve's uh, I, I don't know, steady as she goes message, um, keeping rates at record lows for, for many years to come, but the market was seemed a bit disappointed. But it's a different thing this morning, uh, Adrian. The, there's been this this leak by uh, Buzz from from BuzzFeed, uh, and this is uh, these are reports that banks file with the U.S. Treasury, and they're called SARS. <laughs> Uh, not to be confused with a, a horrible, ghastly virus, uh, but they're, uh, they're referred to as suspicious activity reports. The banks have to file them. Um, with the, I think it's with the Treasury. Um, anyway, um, it's sort of uncovered all sorts of dark dealings and money from oligarchs going via London, New York, all sorts of stuff, offshore centres and the like. And, and it's really undermined the banking stocks. Um, I was just looking at... Uh, HSBC and there's a report that HSBC and Standard Charter, Standard Chartered, uh, also hitting the skids down to a 25-year low or 22-year low, I think, on on Standard yeah, Charter. Huge. So and these are massive they big, moves. Um, they're very big Far Eastern exposure, don't they? Both of those banks. Yeah, they're they're all. I mean, they're 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 based in the UK, uh, but actually they're uh, the the vast chunk of their business is uh, in the Far East. Uh, and in China, so um, yeah, so it's 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 a problem for them, um, and uh, they've got a quite a a list of issues to deal with, and the and the banks weren't exactly the flavour of the month, were they, Adrian? I mean, when you compare, they definitely weren't. No, and I think sometimes you look at some of these stocks, you just they just need another excuse to sort of sell them, and these traditional stocks haven't been faring very well in the recovery um, in the stock markets, unlike the tech stocks, and that's why the FTSE has been hammered so much today, because banks as a percentage and traditional red, you know, um, blue chip stocks, a much bigger percentage of the FTSE than those other indices. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, having said that, it's sort of on a par with the DAX, so it's not sort of sliding anymore, but it's uh, it's just a significant move. And you know, what what with the COVID-19 infection rates really starting to pick up and the press over the weekend, uh, gosh, it didn't have to make you feel a bit gloomy, but you know, um, yeah. do, do we or don't we? Does the PM, does the government tighten restrictions? Is there another national lockdown? Is the you know, and the debate rages, uh, but it's definitely going to hit uh, hospitality again, I'm afraid. So, you know, and you've seen travel stocks being hit again this morning, Adrian, hospitality yeah. being hit. Um, to what extent? I just don't think they can withstand another wave of, <laughs> you know, pushing the, the, the time when things start to recover way, way out. But the problem is, you know, the government wants to try and keep everyone safe. But at the same time, mortality rate is not really picking up, and it certainly hasn't picked up in the way you would have expected, not like in March and April, uh, looking at what's happened in Spain, 
um, and um, mm. uh, with their infection rate and the mortality rate. So it's difficult to know. And in France as well, I was trying to think of the other country. But well, uh, we, we, yeah. we've talked in podcasts many weeks ago about how the you, you get changes in the strain of the, the virus and typically uh, what happens is so something becomes a stronger infection rate, the mortality rate tends to fall. Uh, and perhaps that's really what we're seeing uh, here. Yeah. Um, and, 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 the, you know, the original strain, the Wuhan strain, was certainly had a higher mortality rate than the European strain. And I don't really know where we are with things at the moment, but you know, certainly it seems to be weakening a little bit. Well, certainly uh, from a survival instinct, um, it would it, it would be better if, it, if the virus evolved into something that didn't kill its host, because obviously that then uh, prevents it being spread. But uh, yeah, not I'm, I'm not I'm not talking on behalf of the virus. You might you might I might add, but uh, that's sort of what what, what you'd expect. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. See, I just think a lot of stuff is overstretched as well, and that's mm-hmm. what. So the reaction you're seeing in the markets, it's just another bit of a body blow again and I think markets as we were talking uh, you know 10 minutes ago Adrian before the, uh, coming on here um, they are stretched we are a bit overbought it doesn't mean that big tech is is suddenly going to go out of favor but it just needs to breathe a little bit and you'd expect to see some profit taking after such a run-up I mean that run-up in August was mad absolutely and, uh, was. Yeah. And, and and there's got to be some sort of uh, repercussion from that but it doesn't make them bad companies i'm talking about big tech but look at what also happened with that company snowflake last week yeah. the uh, unbelievable was it cloud computing company it's cloud computing and you know they had their ipo uh, you know they originally priced at 120 dollars a share you know and they've come in and they doubled uh, during the first trading session on thursday last week uh, one, yeah. one thing I, I don't know if um I can't remember what valuation that puts them up around 70 billion, I think. Uh, yeah. Doesn't it? But yeah. at the, in January this year, uh, they had a valuation of about um, 12 billion dollars. Uh, mm. So that just goes to show how much they've uh, the valuation has accelerated uh, in these um, Gosh. tech stocks. Some people in the know. Uh, I think it, was, it wasn't um, Goldman Sachs the leader in this one. I'm not. I think they were. Uh, and one of the guys in the workshop this morning said, uh, uh, if they were, um, they've managed to help a, a company come to the market who's now got a bigger capitalization than they've got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, yeah. and with virtually no, re- with very little revenue and no profits. <laughs> I, I know, it's a totally <laughs> mad world, isn't it? And there they are, Snowflake, they're going to be going, you know, I know they've got a couple of USPs, but I know that the likes of Amazon Web Services will be looking to plug those and, and not make them so unique anymore. Uh, and when you're up against Amazon Web Services, you've got a pretty big competitor, right? So it'll be... Uh, be an interesting interesting time for them certainly as far as the stocks uh, go big big sell-offs to you know like uh, joe said you know we can look at the chart here we've got you know the FTSE 100 gave us a um, a short on friday's close at about six thousand it's now trading five thousand eight hundred seventeen. so that's about three percent down so that's a big uh, big sell-off in one day you can see it's one of the big biggest candlesticks over you know recent weeks uh, similarly uh, the DAX down about 400 pips we had a short it's quite a it's relatively aggressive short in fairness but on Friday um, but that's down about 400 points as well uh, S&P 500 we had a short absolute textbook short on Thursday uh, that's now down uh, best part of um, uh, 90 big points that's about 900 points uh, typically in spread betting terms so a significant fall uh, on that and Dow similarly 
um, uh, another short there, uh, around about 800 points lower from uh, Thursday's short trade. So, you know, these are big moves and we've been waiting for them to happen. And, uh, you know, the good news is our, our trend signal home traders are, are on them, uh, which is great. Um, what about the sort of the week it, it, it was otherwise? I mean, otherwise it wasn't actually much of a change on a lot of these indices, was it, until no. today? No, no. I mean, it got a bit choppy post the FOMC meeting on Wednesday evening. I just, you know, the Fed didn't say anything wrong. They didn't, you know, everyone knew they weren't going to change interest rates. They weren't going to change any uh, QE program. Uh, but I think there was a bit of disappointment. There wasn't more positive guidance, maybe. I don't know what people wanted. But actually, I just think it's people trying to read in too much into this. The fact is, this is good old-fashioned profit-taking. But, you know, we've woken yeah. up this morning, and it looks a bit gloomy. I don't know about you, yeah. but it's foggy here. It just feels gloomy. It feels autumnal. It does, <laughs> not it? It's pretty cold. Taking the kids this morning, it was cold out there. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it, I agree. It, just, it feels less positive, that's all. And I guess they, what they're probably looking for is a bit of a resolution on the uh, stalemate they've got with Congress at the moment for the stimulus package, you know, between the Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah, uh, that, that, and that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen before the election now. I, I can't think the Democrats are going to go the extra mile to try and get uh, this aid package through that can only help um, Certainly going to help Trump, isn't it? Yeah, because Trump's certainly not going to do them any favours with the Supreme Court nomination that shouldn't happen before the election. So, yeah. how um, you know how caring of them, how uh, how charitable yeah. that uh, you know they're going to hold back on stimulus just so that the Republican president doesn't get in. Again. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk about uh, a conflict of interest. I, mean, I, I guess there are yeah. fundamental differences though between um, the parties on what sort of um, aid. I think the Democrats wanted to ensure there's a lot more aid ironically yeah but, but yes that's right i think they last time i re i read about this mid, mid last week and i think they're looking at sort of about three trillion whereas the republicans yeah. are about 500 billion so yeah, they're way yeah, off way different i think it's more likely to be just over a trillion but big numbers but it's a big economy and there's a lot of a lot of stuff they need to do but that's the problem with the federal reserve agent so you know they're there talking about what they can do but they're still waiting for the government to do its side you know you've got you've got yeah. two pillars that prop up the economy one is what the central bank can do in terms of monetary policy but fiscal policy i.e government you know they've got a work out what they put in how they support businesses and, and the consumer uh, and how they yeah. prevent like we have in the uk how we prevent businesses going bust in the interim when in fact they're very good businesses post-covid when there's a vaccine they'll be fine it's just getting to that line you know getting to that sort of uh, situation so yeah a lot of uncertainty still we knew this uncertainty would be would persist though but there we go let's let's have a quick look on the the fx side i know and and well still Still indices, I guess, when we're talking about the Monetary Policy Committee. So um, what, what happened there? So we had a, a meeting on Thursday, Jerry. Yeah, I, I, I actually wasn't around for that. I was uh, off into London. Um, and when I saw the moves, I just thought, what on earth has gone on here? So Sterling dumped and then rallied again. And it turns out that um, it was just this reference, the Bank of England, uh, was carrying out sort of planning uh, should they need to cut rates into the negative territory but the bank of england had always said it was one of the range of options it would consider so it, it, you'd think it would seem sensible to consider what the impact might be but more importantly how it yeah. would be implemented and on the you'd back be a of bit that worried if they hadn't considered that wouldn't you? well that's right and that was so that so it was just logical if it is one of the options the market knew it was one of the options why wouldn't they work out how it could be implemented. Well, obviously on the back of that, Sterling just dumped, it fell about 120 points, but promptly excuse me, rebounded. So, you know, we're, we're sort of back where we started and uh, 
Yeah, well, we're not now, but we were. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not now. Uh, it's yeah, definitely a bit yeah. of sterling weakness. Uh, well, it's sterling weakness, but it's, sure. it's it's dollar strength on the back of the, the equity sell-off. Yes. Rate. So it, it, you yeah. only have to look at the euro. I mean, euro sterling is a little bit higher, but really the big, big moves are in the dollar pairs, really. So euro dollar, sterling dollar. Uh, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only one really bucking that is the is dollar yen, really, isn't it? Um, where you can see some sort of really yeah. Strength. Well, yeah, new actually. new prime minister, more positive noises coming out of the BOJ last Thursday. Uh, they upgraded their sort of take on the economy, and I think that's uh, resulted in this just an astonishing move. I don't know what that is in terms of that's uh, we haven't been at these levels for gosh, go have to go go back to March, something like that. It's uh, been some time, so. Um, yeah, yeah it, sort of nudge, nudge down on those lows in yeah, around the 11th of March or something. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So. fascinating. Just, just, just quickly, you know, we, you did mention about the, 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 the sort of considering the implications of negative interest rates in the UK. Just going back to that one, um, mm. is that a possibility? Is it a likelihood, Jerry? What are the what are the money markets saying about it? Uh, okay. Well, the the the, the forward forward. So these are contracts that are traded that are attempting to predict what rates will be in the future so in sort of march june september december next year uh, in, in roughly in a year's time rates are expected to be minus 0.1% and they're currently plus 0.1% but i don't think i you know it doesn't make it a shoe in though well, not yet anyway mm. um, it's one of the options and i've heard a number of very uh, influential, clever people who are saying that they don't think negative interest rates would suit the U UK economy because there are a lot of there's a lot of collateral damage uh, and the collateral damage obviously is to all the savers. Um, yeah. But you know, are we going to enter the realm where if you've got cash in a savings account, you're going to get charged? That's going to be interesting. Doesn't that'll be? This feels wrong, doesn't it? You know, just well. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you say. It's you, not going to happen, though. You'd want to do something with your money, but yeah, you don't want to get charged for keeping it in the bank account. But that happens. That has been happening in um, in Switzerland and in, in in the eurozone. Yeah, you'd want to do something with your money, but it's not right if all the pensioners are the ones with their savings. What are they supposed to do? Put them into high right. risk, um, high risk stocks. Well, well, well you, you've hit you just hit that nail it? on the head. That's exactly what they shouldn't be doing, obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, move away from um, FX uh, commodities. Um, gold, I think we can blitz through this. Hardly anything really going on there. Oh. What about uh, the oils, uh, Jerry? There's quite yeah, a big week. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, at the beginning of the week, I was just thought, yeah, oil's sort of written off really. But along came uh, Hurricane Sally. Along came um, um, a bill. Uh, sorry, a drawdown in inventories, which really surprised the markets and. At one stage, we were thinking that's it. I mean, the, the fact is that supply disruptions bolstered prices last week, Adrian, but they, it's definitely yeah. uh, definitely weaker this morning. Uh, but it was quite a recovery in oil. Oil was up, uh, I think uh, WTI, so that's US oil, was up close on 10%. So it uh, recovered quite a bit of what it lost the previous week, but uh, not not yeah. not really near the, uh, we're not back up to sort of $43, $44, which is where we were um, you know, three weeks ago. Yeah, well, okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it um, for the roundup. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with our next podcast, which is talking about the uh, the week ahead. Um, 
but otherwise um, we've got a few events on this week as well so uh, of course knowing about the news is great but how do we trade it how do we find the opportunities uh, to uh, to pick up some profitable trades well uh, what you might want to do is come along to one of our live trading events now we host uh, a few of these a week where you can come along we'll teach you a trading strategy it's all hosted online you can learn you can interact you can ask questions um, and you can hopefully uh, become a much better trader and in these sessions this week uh, we're going to be talking about learning three simple rules to help boost your trading by identifying turning points identifying momentum and identifying trends and we're going to be going through all of that in a live event and if you want to find out the schedule for this week just go to our web page here um, you can see it on screen if you're watching us but if you're just listening let me read it out so bit.ly so bit.ly slash learn ts so bit.ly slash learn ts you can book in a free place at our event uh, and you're going to learn some great stuff to help you to trade these markets but otherwise everybody i'm going to call it an end to today's podcast uh, we'll be back um, a bit later on for uh, the week ahead um, but otherwise uh, tune in next time uh, for more news and events on the fx and stock markets bye-bye for now <laughs>